this episode of the Naturist Living Show, a school project. This episode of the Naturist Living Show is brought to you by Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. At Bear Oaks, we offer traditional naturist values in a modern setting. Free your body, free your mind. www.bearoaks.ca Welcome, dear listener, to episode number 71 of the Naturist Living Show. My name is Stéphane Deschain. I'm your host for this podcast and the owner of Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. And um, this is episode 71. It's coming fairly quickly after episode number 70 because we got behind because it was so busy in the summer. And I should have said in the last episode, so I'll explain now, that I'm changing the format. I'm, I'm kind of going back a little bit. As the show over the six years or so we've been doing it has... Uh, developed it's gotten more and more complex uh the editing takes time the recording i have multiple segments and it means that it becomes quite a burden it's a big chore to put each show together um to the point that some of these shows uh for one hour i would spend 20 30 hours uh of work putting it all together and it means that i couldn't finish things and i get behind and i was late so I'm going back to the future, as they said. I'm going to uh, kind of slow things down a little bit. And so an episode will be one thing or just a, or fewer things, not very much. We'll probably still have Felicity as we do in this episode, um, but maybe not always if we don't get to connect. I think it's more important for me to uh, give you your uh, monthly show um, as on time as possible. And if that means it's only 20 minutes, it's only 20 minutes. Does it have to be an hour? I don't think it's necessary. I think we'll fill the show with whatever's necessary. And if sometime I have too much and I'll maybe finish one and then do a second one in the same month, I'm sure nobody will complain of having too much. But I can't make it a full-time job. I can't um, do nothing but this. It'd be kind of interesting, but I have so many things between the park and the volunteering, and uh, everything else I do. So um, if, if that's a concern, please let me know. Send me a comment. Let me know what you think. Send me an email. Record a comment. Um, I'd love to get your feedback. But I think that uh, I got a lot of comments. People were missing the show because it was uh, about almost a three-month period uh, between the two shows, uh, the, well, between two shows, and... Uh, People like to have a bit more regular of their fix of the show. So that's the plan. So this show is called School Project because um, we've, had, we've had quite a number of students from different, uh, different programs and different universities come and do uh, projects at Bear Oaks. Um, in a f several occasions, it was photography. In fact, uh, we've had two Sarahs do a photography project. And uh, the latest Sarah uh, came to us uh, this summer and came in the spring and came again in the summer. And um, she enjoyed the experience so much the first time that she wanted to continue and do more uh, at uh, Bear Oaks for her second project. So I decided to sit down with her and ask her, 
why she did it and what she thought of the whole thing. So my name is Sarah Robertson. I am 22 and I'm a photojournalist at Loyalist College in Belleville, Ontario. And I'm originally from St. John, New Brunswick. And so this is your second visit to Bear Oaks. Uh, What are you doing here? Uh, Yes, this is my second time. Um, Today I'm working on a project for an assignment that's due. It's called Sense of Belonging. And I needed to find five subjects that had something in common. So that would be the naturism. And then I needed to ask a question, and it could be anything. And the question I chose was a two-part question. And it was... What is your best feature about yourself physically, and what is your worst feature about yourself physically? And then I would photograph those two features. And so why did you think this would be a good place to do that assignment? I thought it was interesting that as a naturist, you're exposed 24-7. Well, and even though you have those insecurities, that you still live day-to-day um, in your natural element. So did you find in your subjects those insecurities you were expecting? Um, I was actually surprised with some. Um, Trying to think of who I was most surprised. I think you, I was most surprised about you because you had a hard time choosing what you were going to give me. So I think that I was very surprised with what you had said, your mustache and your wrists, which I was not expecting. So, because look at me, I have so many things I should be insecure about. No, no, I just because I've never. Usually, when you ask people what what are you insecure about, your wrists is, it's not doesn't come up very often. That's no, fair enough. Uh, fair enough. I mean, it's partially, and I told you, it's because I have very small wrists, which uh, for a man is kind of unusual, and it makes it difficult to wear watches and things like that. So, it's not a big deal, but and so. Um, what was your first what was your first time your first assignment was uh, how did you end up here I guess is my question the first time so the first time it was a photo story and we were supposed to it was kind of like a documentary piece and you were supposed to go and kind of be a fly on the wall and document anything and my teacher um, was explaining giving examples and I think as just a joke she had said well why don't you you could do this you could do that why don't you do you could do naturists and nudists and I thought well why not I don't think anyone else has ever thought of that before, so why not be the first and go explore? So that's what I did. And I came here, and I was flying on the wall and photographed around the clubhouse and the people that were here at the clubhouse and what they were doing. Well, that sounds really easy, but how you decided it might be interesting. How hard was it to find a place? How did you end up here? I mean, um, That was the easiest part, which is usually the hardest part of any of our assignments because you have plan A and then plan Z, and you have to work through all those plans and get told, no, I don't want you to come, or no, I'm not interested in having you photograph me and interview me and hang around with me. So um, Bear Oaks was the first place I had called, and Karen was the manager at the time she I called up and said explained who I was and said what I wanted to do yeah sure no problem so I was so excited that plan a actually worked um then she says you will have to photograph naked and I was so excited I said no problem like come in next Wednesday or next weekend I will be there that is fine and then um got off the phone I went and told all my roommates like about my great idea and my story and photographing naked and they all said like wow like that's kind of big and I was like no it's, it'll be fine it'll be fine well the week started winding down Saturday was approaching and I started getting anxious and nervous and um, all sorts of emotions I didn't know what to expect 
coming for the first time. Um, I rented a vehicle and I started my adventure early Saturday morning, drove for about two and a half hours, started seeing signs telling me that I was getting closer and my GPS is telling me or so many kilometers away and that's when it started to really sink in and I thought well, I could just turn around. I could find somebody else to document and do this photo story on. It's, no, it's not a big deal. They won't know. They won't need. They, they, it's okay. Karen won't mind. But instead of turning around, I kept driving forward. Onward I went. Um, and then I finally pulled into the parking lot. I was like, oh my God, I'm here. Now what? Like, what do I do? Do I, get, do I undress now? Do I undress after? So I, I got out of the car, slowly made my way to the door. Um, walked in and saw Karen sitting at her desk and Matt and was just in complete shock because I not I was I've never grown up around this kind of environment I was always clothed clothed, uh, clothed. the door was always closed when you were showering or um, getting dressed or if you just wanted to be alone so it was it was definitely different to say the least and so did you, you obviously managed because you were here a second time. Mm-hmm. What was it like? What was that first experience like once you got past that? Um, it was actually nice. It was surprisingly nice to know that you could kind of just hang out and be yourself and nobody's judging you and no one's, nobody cares. Nobody cares that you're, this is what you look like and this is who you are. They're more interested. I find that natures are more interested in your personality and getting to know you, which rather than people that wear clothes I found which was very so it was just a nice and humble experience and I would definitely come back and keep not even just for assignments I think that I might come back the more that I'm here the more I think about coming and like maybe getting a membership for a summer and staying and trying it out but then that always changes when you go home because you're back in your natural environment my natural environment so it's but yeah the experience it was good I recommend it to people. And how did the assignment go? Assignment went very well. I surprised all of my teachers and classmates. Um, I guess they considered me one of the quiet students, which I'm not at all. I'm very, I can be very loud and um, enthused, but in class, I'm just there to learn. So I just, but so my teacher said that we were all very surprised (laughs) that you of all people would go be that outgoing and find a story like this so I aced I used um, that particular story you can use for multiple assignments so I used it for multiple assignments and passed with flying colors which was good and uh, how did people react like how did your friends and your your parents and people react to the fact you did this my mom was excited at, when I first told her she's oh that's great like good for you go get them like and then when Saturday started, she kept calling me every day, like Wednesday, like, how are you feeling? Like, do you think you're going to be okay? I was like, Mom, it's Wednesday. Like, I'm fine. Thursday, like, are you sure? Like, maybe you should bring a friend with you. And I was like, bring a friend? I don't know, Mom. Like, I don't, I don't think so. And then Friday came and she was calling. And she had called me, like, multiple times throughout the day to make sure that I was okay and still was going to go. And we were working at the car rental situation. And she says... Well, I think that you, sh- you could just bring somebody. Just bring, just ask somebody. Just ask one of your roommates to come with you, or ask Dan, who was in um, a friend of mine who's in the program. And, and um, I said, and "What's Dan going to do while I bring him up, Mum? Well, he could take pictures with you." And I said, "I'm going to be naked." 
And I don't know if Dan and I are at that level where we can just hang out naked. I don't think I'm ready for that. Oh, well, he could sit in the car. I was like, he's not going to sit in the car for six hours. I'm like, well, I'm sure he has assignments he has to do. And I was like, which he can, would gladly do at home rather than come up and have to sit in a car like a dog all day anyway. So then she said, she had suggested I bring um, one of the girls that lived with me, Sunny, because she knows Sunny likes to read. She said, I'm sure Sunny would be fine sitting in the car and reading a book. And I said, I'm not, I'm not going to make her sit in the car and read a book. Like, it's, I'll be fine. So she was kind of worried, I guess, in a sense, um, just because that's what moms do. And she doesn't know anything about naturism or anything about the park. And I'm her, I'm not the baby of the household, but I've been at home long enough that she's, I'm out spreading my wings and not at home anymore. So it's a little bit nerve wracking, I guess, for her. Um, but after I, when I got back on Saturday night, I called her and said that things went well. And she was very pleased that. I was happy with the assignment and how things were going and that I had done it. I said that it felt nice, like it felt good, felt nice to get out and wear different skin for a while, my own skin, be comfortable in my own skin. Um, My roommates and friends kind of thought that it was comical because they didn't really, they didn't know what to think. Um, They all thought it was very interesting and like they thought it was amazing that I was going to go and do this. Um, some of them said that they would try it. They weren't sure when or where, but they might be interested in it. Um, I think when I brought back pictures and sh- was showing them what I had done that first day, they um, just the look on their faces, it was just like, wow. Like, wow. You actually went and did it. And look at these pictures. Like, this is amazing. Like, good for you. It was nice. It was it felt nice to see them surprised, I guess, and kind of see, like, how they acted towards it. Because at first it was kind of like, oh, yeah, like, as if you're going to go. And then when I actually went and did it, they were like, good good for you. That's amazing. So. And uh, you told me you have a boyfriend. How does he feel about it? Uh, yes, Ryan. Uh, we've been together for over two years now. I've been doing distance since we met. Um he was not fond of the idea at first, to be totally honest. Um, not that we didn't argue or anything about it, because I've always said, be the one to guide me, but never hold me down. So he kind of knows that you can say what you want, but I'm going to go out and do what I want regardless. <laughs> I'll take it into consideration, but it doesn't make a difference. So he was kind of worried at first, because I mean, the person that is supposed to see you naked as your significant other and well, kind of nobody else. In some places. It's, yeah, in some places, in some ways. So for us, that's how, it, I mean, not growing up as a naturist, that's how it is. Um, the, person that, the person that's supposed to see you exposed is your significant other. So it was kind of more than one person other than him were going to see me naked and he wasn't going to be there. So he didn't really know. He wasn't... Um, educated on the whole thing either and I didn't really get into it with him you know I just kind of said this is my assignment and this is what I'm doing and there you go so he was kind of uneasy at first but after I went and told him about the experience he was he's proud of me and he was happy that I went and said like I'm happy I didn't hold you back so and uh, today you said you were going to bring an assistant but that didn't work out how come um I guess he's a little shy 
he was going to come and help me um, set up in my makeshift studio <laughs> and do the lighting. But we originally were going to go to Karen's house where I knew that you could be um, clothed. But she, when she had said that you had to walk through the park naked, that's when my assistant had backed out and said, no, I'm not comfortable. And I can understand that. Um, in some senses, I wish he would have come just so he could get the experience and it would be nice to share that experience with somebody else. But I don't know. I'm, maybe he regrets it. I'm not sure. Now, that's not your boyfriend. That was uh, somebody, mm-hmm. a, a classmate. Yeah. Do you think your boyfriend will ever come? I'm not sure. I kind of mentioned it to him, but he didn't really say yes or no to it. So he might, he's a pretty open-minded person, so he might try it one day. Sarah, of course, is not the only student at Bear Oaks. We, uh, a lot of our staff, if not most of our staff, are students and young people as well. Um, and uh, we uh, we had a we had a bit of an issue with uh, one person leaving halfway through the season uh, because they decided to do something else, which is always causing us difficulties. But it always works out for the better. And you know, the part of me that's kind of spiritual sometimes. Um, get surprised uh, still by that you know the, and, and it, or gets reinforced with the fact that sometimes there might be more to this world than the basics we know i know there's many people that i talk to who are atheists and i i think i believe you know, i'm pretty sure i believe in god but I, i'm not sure what that is what god is what i'm pretty sure i know it's not an old man with a cane um <clears throat> but when we were out and we needed somebody that uh could kind of take charge and could come maybe with some experience would have been ideal. And I, I kind of had this prayer where I said, you know, please, we need help. We need somebody. It's very hard to find people halfway through the summer because if you're good, you've got a job. Um, and so who's left, you know, who wants to take a job for just a, a couple of months, uh, that that's left in the season. But I said to Nikki, uh, our manager, I said to Nikki, I said, oh, it wouldn't be great to find somebody, uh, you know, who's really got all all those skills, organizational skills, leadership skills, and maybe some experience in the hospitality industry. And the next day, I got this really passionate email. I mean, it was spooky. Um, it was from Alexis, and uh, she wrote this very enthusiastic, uh, very well-written very eloquent message about wanting to work at the park. And uh, she's on her second master's. And uh, she um, she really wanted to work at the park for a bunch of reasons that I will let her explain. Okay, so uh, my name is Alexis. I'm 31 years old. I'm from British Columbia. I most recently lived in Vancouver before moving out to Toronto. Um, I moved to Toronto to start studying uh, my second master's degree at York University. I'm currently in the thesis writing phase of a one-year master's in science and technology studies. So last week was Pride in Toronto, and uh, the Toronto Pride coincided with World Pride this year. So it was a huge party downtown. Um, and a girlfriend and me went down and were having a walk down, well, rather up Church Street. And um, I was really feeling the environment. I felt like everybody was 
having a good time. I was actually thinking of taking my top off because uh, it was super duper hot out. Um, and I have been meaning to avail myself of Ontario's laws that allow women to be topless anywhere. When a couple of young men walked past me, one of them said, ooh baby, or something to that extent, and slapped me on the butt. Hard, actually. And so I turned around, shocked and, uh, and obviously displaying <laughs> my anger on my face. And he turned around and said, oh, it, was, it wasn't my friend, it was me. And I said, well, I gave him a look like, well, why do you think it's okay to be touching someone's body when they you know didn't invite you not to mention in a violent way and he just carried on walking and I stood there just completely uh, mortified that someone would be in this kind of welcoming environment and be taking advantage in this manner and I've been having such a good day it seems like a very positive environment and this guy came and really rained on my parade and my girlfriend looked at me and asked what had happened and I told her and I kept my eyes on these guys thinking there's got to be some way to deal with them and they stopped to pet a dog this woman was walking and I walked over and I said, watch out, you know, these guys are groping people and they turned and carried on their way. But I just felt, you know, how can it be fair that in, in an environment that's supposed to be safe, in an environment that felt safe, someone could get away with doing that and there was no way, nothing I could say about it, no one I could turn to to say, hey, that's wrong. Um, I really felt like if I tried to get anybody to do anything about it, I would get kind of brushed off about it. And, and it's just, it's not fair that anyone should feel they can take advantage of a woman's body in that respect. I get really frustrated with the um, conflation of nudity with sexuality. I get really frustrated by people who see other humans, whether women or men's bodies, as, you know, a sexual tool, something that's there to, for them to avail themselves of and just take advantage of. I started to think that there must be, especially in a giant city like Toronto, some way to create a safe environment where the body isn't objectified in the same sorts of ways and that led me to googling the terms uh, Toronto nudist which led me to finding the Bear Oaks website and uh, my first experience on the Bear Oaks website made me um, a little what can I say apprehensive I was I was apprehensive when I first went on the website because I, I read you know that this is naturism a term I'd never heard before um, and that those who come to the park should observe the naturist philosophy. And I started thinking, well, what is this philosophy? Is this some kind of cult? Uh, but the more I read, the more I realized that the philosophy they were talking about was really basically in line with my own values um, of my own values that separate sexuality from nudity um, not innately joining the two that take away, that disempower the objectification of the body and that, you know, that promote a good, having a, a healthy body image based on 
variety among human bodies and not just, you know, basing your self image on the images we're presented with in the media, which often are skewed and, and very limited in their varieties. So uh, the more time we spend among people who aren't using clothing to cover up what they perceive as their own flaws, the more we realize that, um, bodies come in all shapes and sizes um, in all age categories, colors, um, with our own scars or no scars that tell a life story. So these are things that I really believe in. Um, and I realized that my philosophy was very much in line with the naturist philosophy. So right away, once I figured out that these were my people, I decided I definitely needed to take a trip out to Bear Oaks and spend the weekend hoping I could convince my fiancé that maybe we should get a tent and, and head out. Um, when one of the pages pointed out that even the staff at Bear Oaks works in the nude, and I thought, wait a minute, a job where you work in the nude? <laughs> this is perfect for me. Uh, I was currently looking for part-time work that would, you know, sort of take me out of the the lonely place that writing can put somebody in. Um, like I said, I'm writing my thesis so I can spend five days a week, several hours a day, just sitting in front of the computer, isolated and whatnot. And I had been looking for an opportunity, the right opportunity, to uh, find some employment or something outside of the house that would allow me to escape that for a couple of hours. And so I immediately turned to the employment page and uh, started looking up information on what kind of uh, employment opportunities they had at Bear Oaks. When I checked out the employment page, I realized that they do most of the hiring in January, but I thought, what are the odds? I was feeling empowered. I was feeling spunky. And so I shot an email off to the owner and said, Hi, introduced myself, uh, outlined my experience with uh, public nudity, nudism, or now I was learning to use the term naturism in the past. Um, I told him about my experience at Pride and how disappointed I had been in being in a pseudo-safe environment in hopes that Bear Oaks was the kind of place that would be a safe environment and inquired as to whether they were doing any hiring at this point, figuring they might not be, but let him know that I was available if, if need be. And to my amazement, um, Stefan called me back in, two hours later. And um, I was out at the physiotherapist at the time. So we arranged to talk a little bit later. Um, so I went home afterwards and sat by the phone waiting for his phone call uh, in uh, nervous anticipation. And uh, my fiancé texted and asked what was for dinner. And I said, I couldn't go grocery shopping. I, I had somebody calling me back from the, from the naturist park I have to talk to. And eventually I started thinking maybe he'd forgotten. So I'm just going to whip out to the grocery store real quick. And I didn't get halfway down the block before the phone rang. And I went running home to talk to him. Um, and yeah, so we had a conversation. And we decided that because of the timeline, I should come out the very next day by uh, Go Transit to Newmarket uh, for an interview. So after I got off the phone and my fiance got home, it, it had all happened so fast that I was a little bewildered by the fact that I had been inspired to to search for nudist clubs in Toronto, let alone 
found one, researched it, emailed, and now was going to have a job interview the next day. All of this transpired within, you know, seven hours. <laughs> and I felt like my, my, whole, uh, my whole day had done a 180 on me and I had no idea where I'd started to get here. Um, uh, my fiancé is not uh, so much of a naturist as I am, but knowing me, he said, he said I, it was funny, I said, uh, Stefan asked me why I was so interested in naturism, and Adam immediately said, well, he knows you're from BC, doesn't he? <laughs> and I said, yeah, but, you know, I've just always been the kind of person who uh, prefers to be without clothes than with clothes, and 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 my fiancé Adam knows this about me, so he thought it was a perfect fit as well. Uh, he was a little concerned that my being optimistic and always thinking the best of people, I was maybe being misled as to what what the arrangement was. Um, but I was feeling optimistic still, and I had I had been the one who'd been on the phone, been on the website, and I had the impression that I had, and uh, that it was a very safe environment. And so the next day, I uh, went on a bus on a bus ride to uh, to Newmarket, and uh, my fiance texted me and asked me to tell him when I got there and make sure everything was okay, and and off I went. So on the hour long ride on the bus. I thought to myself, well, I mean, obviously, it happened so fast, I thought to myself, what have I gotten into? Um, here I am, off to a small town uh, I've never been to before, uh, to a naturist resort, uh, to meet a stranger, to have a job interview in the nude. <laughs> So I thought the only thing the, that might be more stressful than a job interview was having to take your clothes off to do it. But um, really, I was just going over in my head answers to to why. Why was I interested in naturism? Why really was I interested in naturism? And again, I arrived at, you know, the same things that had, had led me to doing the search, which is, you know, the the values that I held and not seeing those values reflected in society um, and looking for a safe place where, you know, my my every move wasn't being watched the way I feel like it is in the textile society, that I'm not expected to be a certain kind of feminine, a certain kind of woman, a certain kind of object for other people to appreciate. And so I was hoping that this is what I was going to get off the bus to find. I got off the bus and Stefan picked me up in uh, his little electric car and we drove out. Uh, lucky for me, we're both very talkative, so we uh, had some pretty good conversation on the way out there, um, which puts my mind at ease. Luckily, Stefan is the kind of person who puts anyone's mind at ease. Um, and as we pulled into the park... He tells me he's going to disrobe in the car, and that's the way he does it. That's the way he's always done it. And I say, okay, by all means. And we pull up and park, and he goes, now, you can wait if you feel more comfortable and disrobe a little bit later. And I thought, no, I better just jump in, because if I start putting it off and thinking, oh, I'll just wait a little longer, then I, I'm never going to do it. So I disrobed right at the car there and walked into what I was hoping would be 
my new place of employment in the nude um, with nothing but my purse. Oh, and a shawl over my shoulders because it was an incredibly chilly day to be out of doors um, in the nude. And we went through the lobby in which there was, oh, half a dozen people, I think, standing around chatting, uh, also in the nude. And immediately I felt completely comfortable. I felt like I would feel very strange if I had any clothes on. Um, And it's a totally different kind of experience. In textile society, if you wear something revealing, everyone stares at you. Everyone's eyes fall to you immediately. And uh, despite being completely naked, I didn't feel watched. I didn't feel looked at. Um, And I didn't feel objectified. So we carried on through the lobby to sit in his office and... um, Proceeded to have a couple of hours conversation about uh, my background, about the background of the park, and about naturism. The conversation was really um, quite a relaxing experience, actually. I felt like I was just in a cafe having a conversation with a friend and not actually on a job interview at all. Um, as odd as it sounds, even though I was in the buff. I I felt really relaxed during the job interview and maybe that has something to do with stripping away the the facades of daily life <laughs> and just getting to the heart of things. But yeah, we had a really uh real and very human conversation. For several hours the time just slipped by before I realized uh and then we went out for a little tour of the grounds. Um me again wrapped in my shawl. Not out of shyness, but out of fear of the cold weather. Um, I think that was probably the hardest thing for me to adapt to as far as being naked, which I am a big sissy when it comes to cold weather. So (laughs) not having, not feeling cozy was a bigger problem than not feeling modest enough, not feeling covered enough. So we had a little walk around the grounds and um, came back and uh, Stefan asked me if I was still interested in the job and I said, oh yes, please. And so I was tentatively hired. So after Stefan told me that he was interested in hiring me, he told me he'd have to talk to the manager and see what the scheduling would look like um, before we decided on when my first day would be. But it was decided that my availability put me ready to go right away. Um, And so the next day was a Friday and he emailed me and texted me and then called me eventually to get me out of bed (laughs) and asked me if I would like to come in to work the following day. Um, And because I do live in the city, uh, we had arranged that I would come out and work several days consecutively and stay in staff accommodations before going back to the city. Um, So I would have to prepare all the things I needed for several days of being out at the campground. Um, And I agreed and said that that wouldn't be a problem. So I raced around uh, doing the things I needed to do that day and uh, preparing food 
Um, and, well, you don't pack much to go to a naturist campground, but getting my things organized to, to head up the next morning. Um, and started working on Saturday. So from looking up Toronto nudists and finding bare oaks on a Wednesday, I started my first day at work that following Saturday. I'm now on my second day of work um, at the campground, and it's been a very good experience. Um, the park is everything I had hoped it would be. Um, people here are exceptionally friendly, and I don't know if that's because we're a little outside of the big old city or just because of the situation. Everyone smiles and waves every time anyone sees each other. People greet each other anytime they're passing. Um, everyone is always having con conversations. Uh, the weather's been beautiful since I've been up here, thank goodness. Um, though I've been busy, busy, busy indoors learning the ropes. I have gotten a few opportunities to go outside and have a little sunbathing. Um, and drive around on the golf carts. I've met a lot of the regulars and people who spend the long term here. Um, and yeah, the team has been really welcoming. And I've had a great experience. And even the last two days of working here, it's really inspired me to both promote the nature's lifestyle, to learn more about it as quickly as possible, and possibly even start my own nature's park um, if I get the opportunity. My fiancé and I have talked about opening B&Bs before and grocery stores and other businesses we'd like to um, try out. Um, and now I'm thinking this might be the perfect specialist niche to um, for me to get into because, frankly... Working without having to wear a uniform is one of the most relaxing experiences I've ever had. Like most of the staff, Alexis is no longer working at the park. The summer's over, unfortunately. It's colder and a lot more quiet. We're open year-round, but it's a lot quieter, so we don't need as many people. And uh, But Alexis has been keeping in touch, and in fact, she recently wrote a, an excellent, excellent essay on what it's like to be um, a woman in naturism. Um, she, being very new and, and uh, being a staff member, she experienced all types of facets uh, of naturism in a short period of time, and she found a lot of parallels with the values um, that are important to her in the feminist movement. Um, and so she talks about that. She talks how in naturism she already sees a lot of things that feminism is trying to achieve. And if you know, if you go way back to uh, Maurice Parmalee, who wrote the first English book in 1927 about naturism, he called it gymnosophy, but essentially the same thing. He actually talked about feminism as well in that book, which is very, very uh, forward thinking because in, at that time a lot of women didn't even have the right to vote. So um, a very interesting article, and I'll post it in the show notes, of course. You can find it on the Baroque's blog and Facebook page and Google Plus page and all the places we're at. So if you want to take a read, it, it's, it's really well worth your time. Um, and as it turns out, it's just a total coincidence. Uh, Alexis just graduated from a uh, master's in science and technology studies, which is actually a very similar area 
to what Professor Paul Thompson uh, has been teaching in. He teaches in the Institute for the History and Philosophy of Science and Technology at the University of Toronto. You might remember uh, Paul from an earlier interview on the Nature's Living Show about a graduate course that he did at the University of Toronto a few years ago on uh, public nudity. So we talked a little bit more in spring and summer, and I said, you know, uh, you should do the course again. And he said, yeah, it'd be fun to do it at the undergraduate level. There'd be more young people in the class, and it'd be a different uh, energy and enthusiasm and atmosphere. I thought, yeah, that would be fun too. I said, if you can do that, I'll help. I'll volunteer. I'll go to all the classes. I'll help lecture if you want, whatever. And so he did. And so uh, we have we started. It's called Public Nudity. I'll put a link in the show notes to the uh, to the uh, syllabus, and uh, you can look. Uh, it, it it it's interesting because in teaching about naturism, well, public nudity, which is a lot about naturism, we're teaching about history. We're teaching about law. We're teaching about anthropology. We're teaching about psychology. We're teaching about sociology and history. It, it's everything wrapped into this one course. It's very multidisciplinary, and it's been a lot of fun. And uh, Paul gave me one whole lecture um, that I did all by myself. In fact, he was away. He had to be uh, in Saint-Martin. And uh, so I did the whole class, two hours by myself. Seemed to go over well. It's one of those big, huge lecture halls. We're not filling it. It's a room that would take uh, 300. But there are 69 students in the class, which is a uh, really good turnout, and uh they seem to be quite uh, interested. It's in the uh, humanities area, so it's an arts for people who are doing an arts degree, but there are people who are taking it because it's multidisciplinary. And we did a survey. I, I handed out a survey to understand why people were taking the course, but also to see how they would compare to the survey that was done by the FCN and the FQN and uh, with help from Bear Oaks earlier that I talked about in the spring. And what was interesting is um, they answer the questions, but they are far more uh, likely to try naturist activities in the future. They're no more likely to have done it. Uh, that's not entirely surprising at their age. It's uh, as with young people in Canada in the, in the survey, they're less likely. But of course, they're younger. They have le- had less opportunity to do it. But they are much more likely as Canadian young people, 18 to 35, to try naturist clubs or nude beaches. But the group within this class are almost twice as likely. So, uh, which is not surprising, they must have had an interest. But we asked them why they took the course, and some were very honest, and it was anonymous, so they could say anything they want. And they just said, well, they were taking the course because it fit their schedule or they needed a humanities credit for their degree. It was a requirement or something like that. But most were very interested in the topic. They had they had, They wanted to know why we were the way we were, why we we're so ashamed and embarrassed and uncomfortable with our body and so it's been it's been great and i've had got a chance to tell a whole bunch of people about naturism nudism and you know my scale of uh, recreational naturist versus uh, ethical naturist and uh, it, perhaps some of them will end up working at uh, baroque this upcoming summer um it certainly uh, is a good source of uh, potential recruits as well that way and no, there's no field trip. And yeah, some people ask, yes, I am dressed during class. Um, it's uh, it, it has to, you know, it's, it's still at the university. I suppose we could challenge that. But that's not what it's about. This is about learning. I'm not looking to make that point. Um, you know, 
well, maybe at some day, some week, something will happen. Who knows? But at this point, um, it's more about getting the message out, and it's more about the ideas uh, behind naturism, behind uh, the issues with public nudity, behind how we see our yeah, the, the thoughts and concerns about how we view our bodies and and react to it, and uh, how we got there, etc. And uh, and I'm really enjoying being in the academic world. It's a it's it's a place where people are open to ideas, where they want to discuss things, where people can disagree without getting into fights. Um, very different from the real world, and I'm glad it exists, and I'm glad it continues to exist. Because if it wasn't for the in- institutes, the academic institutes out there, uh, people would you know be too busy with their jobs or too political or whatever it is to come up with new ideas to question things to 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 study what we do and try to understand why we are who we are and the the side benefit is i got staff status at the university of toronto uh thanks to paul and uh, that allows me to really expand my ability to research i mean university of toronto is one of the biggest universities uh, well, certainly in Canada, but one of the best known and most prestigious in the world and uh, highly, highly, highly ranked. And as a result, they have incredible resources in the library and all the journals and everything. So I am just, you know, I, I got my ID for the uh, university uh, library. And uh, I'm afraid that three decades or so ago when I was at university, research was far more complex because we were using card catalogs and it was very limited computers. But now everything is available online, and I spent the next six hours just going from study to study to study because now you read an article in a journal and the references are there, and you just click and move on to the next one because in the library they're all available. You can't get them through them through the web because often they're they're published by uh, publishers in, in their subscription journals and you have to pay or you have to be a subscriber or something here because of the library having paid for all these resources everything's available it's not even whether it's at the university of toronto anymore there's other uh journals there was one that i wanted and it sent me to another library database in another university uh, i think in california and i got to read the journal uh, article there uh, with only a few seconds so it's a wonderful resource and i have thoughts of uh for future episodes talking about some of the academic ideas and um, some of the uh, scholarly things that have happened within nature because there's lots of it lots and lots and lots of it. in particular I'm, I'm really into Maurice Parmalee these days I got his book uh, that was first published in 1926 and the first English treatise on naturism ever done and I read that and I was part of my lecture that I when I did to the class on uh, public nudity because he really outlined a naturism. He wasn't just reporting on what he saw. He outlined how naturism should be, in his opinion, which is very similar to my own views, a, a real ethical naturism based on values and morals about making it a better world. And uh, unlike some of the, at the time, the German uh, naturist uh, uh, organizations, he's not as, he's into health, there's no question, but he's not as dogmatic about the lack of, meat or alcohol or he's more a little bit more practical because he views a world a naturist world not just naturist camps not just secluded private places he sees a future almost naively where by now we would all be nude at work at the office everywhere so um there's going to be an episode on that coming in the near future (laughs) 
Hey, Felicity. Hey, Stefan. So what's happening? What's new? Um, well, I actually wanted to tell you about a new young naturist group, and they just started up in your neck of the woods. Oh, really? Where's that? Yeah, um, they are the Kingston Frontenac. How do you say it? Frontenac? I'm sure you know. No, that's right. Um, Frontenac, yeah. Frontenac. Kingston Frontenac Free Body Society. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kingston is about halfway between Toronto and Montreal. So uh, it's one of the oldest cities in Canada, well, one of the oldest cities in North America, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know it's a, a university town from from talking to the, to yes. the people starting it. Yes, it's the home of Queen's University. It's a very prestigious international university uh, right up there. You know, you have the, the Harvards and that kind of stuff for folks in the United States. So what are they? What are they doing? Yeah, I've been talking to the organizers, uh, Matt and Katie, and um, they just started a group, and they're trying to get people together. And um, they started up a blog, and they've written a few blogs for the YNA website also. And they're hoping to do events throughout the year and uh, bring together twenty and thirty something in naturists. Wow, that's great. Are they at Queens at university themselves? No. Um, I believe they both went to that university. Um, but they, they're working now. They're out of school. Okay, well, I should, uh, I should get in contact with them to get some direct information. Are they, so are they an official like chapter of YNA, or is that how you guys work? No. No, they're an independent group, um, but we were contacted by them, and uh, and we haven't been opening like new YNA chapters, but we're absolutely willing to support other groups that are in line with our ideals, and um, so we've given them some advice about starting a new group and invited them to blog for us. So, okay, yes, I saw several blogs actually by them, uh, KFFBS, and I wasn't sure yeah. what that was at first. Yeah, that's their acronym. And um, it's great because they actually, I think they're the most in line with our ideals than other groups because they're all about, uh, they just wrote about gender equality and how naturism can, uh, can advocate for gender equality and create more um, inclusive communities. And... Uh, and try to make the world a, a better place, really. Um, and they're all about the nature's values, so it's awesome. So how do, uh, if people are in the area and they want to get in touch with them, how do they contact them? Uh, they should go to freebodysociety.wordpress.com, and I believe they can contact them through there. Okay, great. Yeah. And they're on social media. They're on Twitter and Facebook and everything, so... As they should be, if they want to, if they are young and they're dealing with young people, that's the way we exactly. communicate. <laughs> are you planning on visiting them? Um, I would like to someday. Yeah. Um, I don't know when we'll get to Canada, but it would be fun uh, to visit with them. Well, and are they don't have a uh, they don't have a club that they belong to directly, right? They're a non-landed club. Right. They're non-landed. <clears throat> so maybe they'll travel to New York. I mean, that's they, maybe they could arrange a trip to visit you guys. Yeah, they could do a road trip. Well, that's all for this episode of the Naturist Living Show. Thank you for listening.
You can find links to all the items, and I mentioned quite a few in the show. You can find links to them all in the show notes, which is on our website at naturistliving, one word, dot, baroques, B-A-R-E, of course, baroques, dot C-A. You should call and leave a comment. Let's let's uh, get some voices of some of our listeners out there on to the show. Uh, you you can take as many tries. You can re-record as many times as you want. You can even delete it at the end if you don't like it. Um, and I'm not promising I can use it, but if it's an interesting comment, it's not uh, inappropriate. I'm sure I will use it because we haven't had tons of them coming in. You just dial country code one, area code nine zero five four seven three six zero six zero which puts you in the Bear Oaks main uh, phone system. And then you just dial the show's extension, which is 333. You can dial toll-free from North America, 1-888-373-9124. Again, extension 333. And if you don't want to use up uh, minutes at a long distance, just uh, use Skype. It's free. You just call Bear Oaks, B-A-R-E-O-A-K-S as one word. Uh, in Skype, and then that puts you again in the main phone system at Bear Oaks, and the Naturist Living Show's extension is 333. Join us again in about a month for the next episode of the Naturist Living Show. This episode of the Naturist Living Show was brought to you by Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park, traditional naturist values in a modern setting. Traditional values means that naturism is more than just taking your clothes off. It is a life philosophy with physical, psychological, environmental, social, and moral benefits. Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park strives to promote those naturist values in a modern setting that provides the amenities and services that our members and visitors expect. Free your body, free your mind. Learn more at www.bearoaks.ca. Oh,